Fantasy managers, hello and welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to be going through the Guru's team selection, his Scat 11, some hot tips and some Q&A from our guests. If you're new around here, don't forget to hit the like button and subscribe and comment down below what your thoughts are. Welcome Fantasy managers, it's the Guru here for Game Week 9. It's my team selection and my Game Week 8 team review. Just myself today, no Elliot Craig. So here we go, ready for game week nine. If you love your fantasy football and content, don't forget, hit the like button, subscribe down below and turn the notification bell on when you're there so you never miss an upload. So here's my team from game week eight. I, uh, I got 53 points, which uh, I'm pretty happy with. Um, that couple of, couple of disappointing uh, points in there. Rafinha didn't play. Uh, which was a shame, but I kind of had a feeling it would happen. Uh, Jimenez only got the one point. He was travelling back from Mexico uh, and didn't get the uh, didn't get the points. So you know, I effectively felt like I was playing with nine men in a way. And there was that Wolves triple up, which didn't quite work out. I only got a point apiece. You know, a couple of highlights: my transfer Foden, six points. So I'll take that. Obviously, Salah as captain was really good. You know, disappointed with Ronaldo and Lukaku again. They both blanked. Um, so we'll see later on in the video if I uh, stick with them for this game week. Sanchez and Livramento did really well, so happy with that. Look, I've beat the average again, but as you can see, my overall rank has gone down. You know, There's been a big red arrow there, so I've moved down about 50,000 places. So the ground I've, I've gained in the last two weeks you know, is now uh, attraction stopped a little bit, so you know, I'm a bit disappointed there. But look, we move on. I think it's one of those game weeks again after an international break. You know, you've just got to pick yourself up. You've beat the average. You've done well this week. So anyway, that's enough of game week eight. Let's move on to game week nine. So here's my team selection for game week nine. So in goal, I'm going to go with Robert Sanchez again. But he's got a difficult game against Manchester City this week. You know, Brighton are keeping clean sheets and Sanchez are keeping clean sheets. But, you know, it's Man City. They're one of the best teams in the league. Obviously, league champions. They score goals for fun most game weeks. So yeah, I'm not expecting too much from him. Um, but my substitute keeper, you'll see later on, it is the Brighton number two. So there's not much else I can do and it's not worth transferring him out and, uh, and moving him on. So he stays in goal this week. And then I've got a back three. I'm going to stick with Libramento. He's got a nice home game against Burnley. So really excited about that fixture for him. Obviously, he's just kept us a clean sheet against Leeds. You know, this is a game I'm expecting again. Hopefully another clean sheet, maybe an attacking return as well. So you know, Libramento has been brilliant since I bring him in. You know, initially started as a 4 million defender. Now he's all the way up to 4.3. So... I'm starting to think he might even move to a, to a five million defender this season, the way he's carrying on with his form. And then the other two in defence at the moment, I've got Rudiger. He's obviously got the red flag on there. He actually moved to an orange flag today. Uh, Tuchel has said he's fit for the Champions League. So I'm keeping an eye on his fitness. I just hope he doesn't get rotated against Norwich. Um, and then hopefully I can just keep him in my team. And then I've got Nelson Semedo there to round it up. He is likely going to come out of this side. Um, I am waiting for press conferences and European football to make a decision as to whether or not I want to uh, to keep him in. So Nelson Semedo, he might come out the side this week. Um, you know, he's 4.9 million at the moment. He's not getting me the points. He's obviously only got me the one clean sheet in three. So, you know, his time is coming. I think I'm going to have to look to bring him out. Now, if I do, it's probably going to be another Chelsea defender, I think. Um, obviously, there's a flag over Rudiger. Uh, looks like he's playing in the Champions League, like I said before, but we don't know if he's going to get the the call up for the Norwich game. So I think I'm going to need another Chelsea defender in there. I'm looking at the likes of Chilwell. I'm looking at the likes of Aspilicheta. I'm even looking at potentially Rhys James. So I'm keeping an eye on him to see if he plays in the Champions League or not. So 
more than likely when I do my final reveal before deadline, probably won't see Nelson Semedo in there anymore. So we move on to my midfield. And again, same as last week, I've got Phil Foden. He's got Brighton away. He's got a great record against Brighton. Actually scored there in the last couple of seasons. So really excited about that. And I just hope I'm not a victim of pet roulette this week. So I got away with it in game week eight. But fingers crossed he gets rested for the, the Man City game against Bruges. I can get another 19 minutes off him. Then moving into midfield, Rafinha, he's going to be in the lineup this week. So you know, fingers crossed he delivers me a return. And if he does, you know, I'm probably going to get sort of seven to 10 points back in my team, which I've just missed out on game week eight. So really excited about that. Home to Wolves. And then I've got Salah. He's obviously scoring points for fun every week. Man United away, which, you know, it's still a derby game. It's still going to be a tough game. You know, for Liverpool, everyone thinks it's going to be an easy game because, you know, the, the way Man United have been playing and you know, they got beaten quite easy by, easily by Leicester and Liverpool obviously been on form. But you know, I've seen these games many a time down the years where, you know, there's one team on superior form to the other team and you know, it's never quite that easy. And I think it's going to be quite a tough game. Um, but again, it's Salah. He's on fire. You know, you'd still want him in your side. No, no chance am I going to be, uh, be transferring him out. And then the last one, I've got Gray in there, Damari Gray against Watford at home. I've been a bit disappointed with him since I bring him in on the wild card. I've only got one assist, you know, which is a bit of a, a bit of a disappointment. He's had chances in the last few games. He had he had chances to get assists on the weekend against West Ham. You know, he had chances a few weeks back against Villa when I put him in. He was good at Old Trafford against Man United. So he gets this game against Watford. Um, I can't bring him out. He's obviously low budget enabler type of player. I think he is due a return again. And Watford just looked. You know, pretty abysmal against Liverpool, albeit Liverpool were good. Um, but I think Watford, you know, change your managers constantly. It's probably starting to catch up on them now. So it's a good fixture for Everton this. I think Richarlison is going to be back as well. So Gray stays, can't get rid of him. And uh, fingers crossed he can get me a return. So now into my front three. And as you can see, the two players I mentioned from the previous game week that let me down premiums Ronaldo and Lukaku they actually stay for now in this team selection um, but again there will be a question mark over one of those two strikers but before I speak about the premiums I'll quickly chat about Jimenez he's got Leeds away but Leeds have been an awful form so far this season uh, they've only got one win you know they look pretty toothless in stages I do feel for them a bit from the Southampton game because Rafinha obviously wasn't able to play due to the Brazil you know conundrum and fact that there was all those international games late on in the day in South America. But Jimenez stays in. Um, I was disappointed he didn't get the minutes against Villa. But I kind of expected it with the fact that he played for Mexico. So I actually think he might return for me this week. I can see that being quite an open game and maybe a 1-1, 2-2 type of game, you know, with Jimenez getting on the score sheet. So now we'll talk about the two premiums. We've got Cristiano Ronaldo and we've got Lukaku. So you've got Lukaku there. It's four games in a row two points each game. I've only had him for two. So I've not felt the full effects of, you know, Lukaku blanking for four game weeks in a row. You know, you're spending 11.7 million or so on him and you're not getting any returns. So for me, Lukaku stays home to Norwich. I just think you can't go without him, you know, unless he gets injured, unless we get intel that he's going to get dropped. You've got to keep him this week, I think. So Lukaku stays for Norwich. He's, he's the reason, you know, I brought him in for these fixtures. So to get rid of him now, you know, I just think would be criminal in a way. And then, you know, you follow up with games against Burnley and Newcastle. So he has to stay uh, for now. But Cristiano Ronaldo, he's been the disappointment for me, I think. You know, Lukaku, as an example, you know, 
wasn't hasn't bothered me so much. You know, a couple of games that he blanked, but Ronaldo, I really expect returns from him in the you know the Everton game, which I know he didn't start, but there was the Villa game as well. Um, you know, we've had this recent blanking against Leicester and didn't really look up to speed. I know he wasn't getting too much of the ball, but you know, even the chances he did have and the opportunities to sort of get into the box and you know put the ball away just wasn't quite looking his best and and too sharp. And you know, United aren't looking great either. So you know, this home game against Liverpool, it's going to be tough. You know, it's going to be a tight affair. You know, but potentially low scoring as well. So um, I'm not sure if I can uh, sustain Ronaldo in my lineup this week. So question mark over him as well. So what I'll be doing is looking at moving Ronaldo, bringing in a, a cheaper striker. So you know, we're looking at the likes of Ivan Tony for Brentford. He's got a great run of fixtures coming up. So I could get him in now, ready for the fixtures against Norwich, Burnley. Uh, Newcastle in the, in the next few weeks. You know, Vardy, look, he's been on fire and I think he's the best striker to own at the moment outside of, um, you know, probably Lukaku for this Norwich game. I think he's then the sort of next in line to have this weekend. But, you know, I think if I'm going to swap Ronaldo out, it's going to be for a lower budget striker. So, you know, if not Tony, I'm also looking at Edward from Crystal Palace who scored against Arsenal. You know, brilliant goal. He's looked good for Palace in the games he's played. I think Newcastle at home, conceded the most goals in the league this season so you know Edward I think coming in would be quite a nice little pick for the week um, and with me doing that I can then transfer out Samedo for a Chelsea defender and leave quite a bit of money in the bank for future game weeks so you know I am aiming at taking my first minus four of the season which I don't like to do I'm quite conservative with my FPL transfers but you know I need a little bit of a fix here you know I've got a red arrow don't always like this hit as well because you're going into the next game week on the back foot. But I think this could be the game week that's got to be done. And if I'm taking out Ronaldo for another striker now, then, you know, I want to take advantage and use that money and make this team stronger as quickly as possible. So that's my starting lineup this week. It's a 3-4-3. As I mentioned, Ronaldo is probably going to come out. Semedo is going to come out. I'm going to take my first hit of the season, which I'm not too happy about, but you know, I think it might have to happen. But again, I'm waiting until press conferences. I'm waiting until European football's done, just in case there's any injuries. And as you can see at the moment, the captain's armband's on Salah. And for now, I can't see that moving. Obviously, I know I mentioned that Lukaku's probably got to stay in everyone's teams. But, you know, I just think Salah's just such a safe bet at the moment for a goal each game. Um, you know, that could move. Um, that vice-captain will definitely not be on, on Ronaldo. Um, you know, especially if he leaves my team, it will probably go to Lukaku. Um, at some stage, but again, I'm waiting for Europe, I'm waiting for press conferences. And then, as you can see with my bench, just the usuals, I've got Steele from Brighton. You know, if Sanchez gets injured or a red card, then Steele can come in. I've got Marcel from Wolves. Again, he's just on there. Quick rotation option if anyone in my lineup doesn't play. I've got Williams from Norwich, he's been a big disappointment. I bring him in. Norwich have got two clean sheets in two. He hasn't played in either game, so, you know, he's just on there. Cheap enabler, but... You know, he's not getting minutes. So Mendy rounds up the subs, just a cheap 4.4 million midfielder. And that's my team for this game week. So we've got a 3-4-3 with the captain's armband currently on Salah and the transfers of Semedo and Ronaldo likely to leave my team. So that's my team selection done for game week nine. How do I think it's going to go? Do I think it's going to beat the average of the expected points? Look, average I think I'll beat. I did this week. I didn't have the best week, but I still beat the average. So I think I'll beat that again this week. Obviously, like I said, I've got the likes of Jimenez back. I've got Rafinha back. So I'm pretty excited about that. In terms of expected points, 
I think if Chelsea, if I get these Chelsea assets in, you know, Chilwell plays, Rudiger plays, Lukaku has a good game, then, you know, I'll probably aim for about 65 to 70 points this week. And we'll see how we go. So let's get to it. Let's see how we went in game week eight with the Guru Scout 11. So game week eight, overall 70 points, which I was really happy with. Obviously, we've beat the average. Um, you know, good picks in there. Likes of Sanchez, clean sheet. De Bruyne, 11 points. Captain was in Salah, absolutely smashed it with 26 points. You know, a couple of disappointments, like Sasaka, you know, coming off uh, with an injury. Lukaku blanked again. Huang didn't quite hit the spot, but, you know, overall, really happy with that performance and 70 points and, you know, beating the average again. So, you know, can't complain there. And uh, let's look into game week nine. So remember, the game week nine team is going to be the best 11 within the £100 million budget picked by myself. So let's go get to it. And see who we've gone with in goal. So Mendy's going to be my choice of goalkeeper. He's got Norwich at home. Nine points last time out. He's on four out of eight clean sheets. So, you know, I think he's a bit premium. He's a bit pricey for a keeper. Um, but it's a great fixture for him. I think you're pretty much certain a, gu a guaranteed clean sheet here um, with Chelsea. You know, they got one against Brentford, albeit they were quite lucky. Uh, but Norwich are quite low scorers. So I think Mendy's a great shout this week. So we'll move on now to my uh, my first defender choice. I'm going to go with a back four, and I'm going to go with Ruben Diaz away to Brighton. You know, Man City have been phenomenal this season defensively. Five out of seven clean sheets. I think he's going to retain this starting berth, get back in the team. So he played in the Champions League in the week. You know, I think he's probably the most nailed on Man City defender at the moment. I know we said that last week, but he's had his rest now. So I think he comes back into the side. Then alongside him, you can see there I've got Ben Chilwell and I've got another Chelsea player with Rudiger. So I've got a Chelsea double up this week or triple up with Mendy. Gone hard on the defence. I just can't see Norwich scoring in this one. Obviously, they've not won a game, haven't scored for a few matches. So, you know, Chilwell, 23 points in two games. I think he's going to fight Alonso off. He come off with about half an hour to go in the Champions League. You know, Rudiger as well, home to Norwich. I think that defensive double up there, obviously the triple up with Mendy. It's going to be a really good choice. I think Rudiger will come straight back into the lineup, obviously, after his injury against Brentford. And then my next one I've got there to make up the back four is Livermento at home to Burnley for Southampton. You know, he's been a phenomenal asset this season for us. It's about 4.3 million now. You know, he got six points last week. He's getting assists as well. Even when Saints don't keep clean sheets, you know, he's won a penalty against Chelsea. He's getting forward. So you know, I think it's a really strong defence this week, along with Mendy in goal. You know, I can see uh, plenty of clean sheets and maybe even some attacking returns from the likes of Ben Chilwell and Livramento. So we'll uh, we'll go into my midfield now. And again, you can see I've gone with a four in midfield. And, you know, the, the man's there, the king, the Egyptian king, Mo Salah. He's obviously got Manchester United away. Um, you know, at the moment, I think he's 27 points ahead of his nearest challenger in total points. So, you know, he's got to be in there this week. He's on fire coming back off the back of a 13-point haul against Watford, you know, a double against Atletico Madrid in the Champions League. And Man United did win in, in their fixture, but they let two goals in. They're not looking good at the back. They've just lost 4-2 to Leicester. So I think uh, Salah's a great option this week. And then alongside him in the midfield, we've got Kevin De Bruyne, another player that's just started to hit form again. I'm really liking him. Brighton are a good side, um, but I think De Bruyne just such a good player. Two goals and two, 11 points last time out. So really hard to look past him. And I think 
terms of premium midfielders this week, the two best for me are definitely Salah and De Bruyne. And then alongside him there in midfield, I've gone with Andros Townsend from Everton. Look, this was initially uh, Decore. So he's got the broken ankle. He's going to be injured. So I thought, let's throw Townsend in. Calvert-Lewin's, uh, you know, looks like he's going to be out with an injury. Townsend's going to be probably on penalties. So you're going to get that. Takes corners and free kicks. Home game against Watford, who got absolutely hammered by Liverpool last week. So, you know, I think Townsend's a really good shout. And he's looked good in a lot of games this season. He's returned, you know, double points in quite a few games. You know, had that great goal at Old Trafford. So, really good pick for me. And then the the last player here to round up the midfield. It's the man who's returning from international duty. You know, should be uh, nice and fresh for the week off. No European football for Leeds. It's Rafinha at home to Wolves. You know, great FPL asset. Good price. A lot of people have waited on on Rafinha. You know, they put him in their wildcard drafts last week. Kept him on the bench. And I think this is a brilliant game for him to explode in with Wolves at home. So that, um, you know, wraps up my... My midfield, I've gone with the four, two premiums, the two cheaper enablers, expecting a lot of points from those four. So here we go with my strikers. I think uh, probably no surprises with the man there in the Leicester shirt, Jamie Vardy. He's got Brentford away. You know, I think he uh, has to be in there. Highest uh, striker in the game for points right now. You know, he's on absolute fire. You know, big, uh, big points hauls. He got eight points against Man United with that brilliant volley. He's had you know, plenty of points before. He's on penalties for Leicester. He got a nice rest as well in the Europa League. So, you know, they played Nacho and Dakar in that one. I can see Vardy being restored back into this lineup this week. You know, and it wouldn't put it past me if he scores again. Brentford do have a mean defence. You know, they are strong at the back. But, you know, Leicester starting to pick up form. Vardy's just on fire. So has to be in there. Potential captain option. Um, but you'll see at the end, he's probably not going to be the captain in this scout eleven. Um, but he definitely makes a team. And I think a lot of people are going to be looking to Vardy this week as their Lukaku replacement. Um, you know, Lukaku's obviously got his injury this morning. It initially was him in the team uh, with the Norwich fixture. But as soon as I saw the news that he'd done his ankle, you know, he might miss a few weeks. He's probably definitely going to miss this Brentford game by the sound of it. So Vardy's got to come in there for me. You know, absolute fire. And then alongside him, I've gone with uh, a massive differential, you could say. Um, Edward. Home to Newcastle, scored last time out against Arsenal. It's a brilliant goal. Um, you know, brilliant counter-attack by Palace as well. He, he struck it nicely. And he's also had that double haul against Spurs. He got 13 points, I believe, on his uh, debut for Palace coming off the bench, um, which I was disappointed with at the time as a, as a Spurs fan. But you know, from an FPL point of view, it was a brilliant haul and a brilliant performance. And I think he's a really good option this week. Massive enabler at 6.5 million. And he's actually someone um, I'll be looking at in my team selection this week. Uh, with Lukaku injured, I'm sort of waiting until the deadline and waiting until the press conferences. And I think if I'm going to do the uh, the Lukaku move, it's probably going to be this man, Edward. Uh, this Newcastle fixture is great for him. You know, Newcastle have conceded the most goals in the league. And I think uh, he's going to come out and bag in this one. Maybe, maybe a double as well. And I'm liking Palace. They're a lot more attacking this season, more free-flowing under Patrick Vieira. Uh, I think that's a really good front two for this game week. So as you can see there, for game week nine, I've gone with a 4-4-2. Reason being, I think I've got enough bulk there in defence with the four players. There's been a lot of clean sheets lately. You know, lots of assists, lots of goals from defenders. So I think four is probably the right balance this week. 
Then going into midfield, you've got your two premium options. Uh, you've got your two enablers with Townsend and Rafinha. And then up front, you've got your one you know, mid-premium striker in Vardy. You've got your cheaper option in Edward. And this really stretched the £100 million budget this week. As you can see, the likes of Diaz, De Bruyne and Salah, uh, and even uh, Jamie Vardy and Mendy, they don't come cheap. So it definitely did stretch that budget. In terms of captain's armband, it, it wasn't really a difficult choice for me. As soon as I saw Lukaku was injured, straight on Mo Salah. Um, you know, Man United away, I did see a stat earlier on Twitter. I think he's only had one return in about six or seven games against Man United. But, you know, I think this is the game for him. They're letting in goals for fun. It's going to be an open game for me. Um, I can see him coming out with at least a goal, maybe even a couple. So it's got to go on Salah. There's no way it's going on anyone else this week again, especially with the uh, the Lukaku news. Uh, but then vice vice captain goes with Vardy. If for whatever reason Salah doesn't play, gets you know, potentially gets COVID, gets ill, picks up an injury, then uh, Vardy comes in on that vice captain. So really, really uh, strong lineup I think this week. You've got the triple up in Chelsea, the double up in Man City, and then you've got your enablers in there like Livermento, Townsend, and Rafinha. And then your uh, traditional players with Salah, Jamie Vardy, and then something a bit different there with Edward. So in terms of points for this, expected points as well, I'd probably say I think it's definitely going to hit the average. Um, I'm probably going to aim for about 65 to 70 points this week uh, with Salah bagging a goal. And I think it will definitely beat the average. So good hopes, potentially a full sweep of clean sheets as well. So definitely think I can hit that 65 to 70 points maybe slightly higher, definitely beating the average. Um, so really excited about this team and looking forward to seeing how it performs. So we've got some questions here. And the first one here is from Reedy, who's one of our UK correspondents on our weekly preview pod. And he's asked, now with Lukaku being injured, what's your thoughts on who to captain? For me, Reedy, it's definitely got to be Salah. Um, it's just no one else for me. I think he's shown it doesn't matter who he plays against. You know, we saw it in the week in the Champions League, UEFA Champions League fantasy. Everyone thought, oh, you know, we can't go Salah. He's got Atletico Madrid, scores two goals. You know, phenomenal. Um, he's fixture proof. I just don't see anyone else this week. I think now Lukaku's injured. It's a no-brainer on Salah. And we've got a question here from Daniel. So surprise, no Maguire at the back. He's scoring now shinners. Yeah, it was a. Uh, you know, it was a decent finish in the Champions League, but um, yeah, of course, he's uh, not going to quite make my uh, FPL scout 11 anytime soon. You know, not unless, um, you know, his uh, his big slab head, as they call him, starts knocking in a few headers. But um, yeah, not right now for me. Another one from Reedy. Other than Vardy and Edward, what other strikers would you advise to bring in? Um, ooh, I'm liking Jimenez. Um, I think Leeds away is a good fixture for Jimenez. You know, Leeds haven't been winning many matches. I think that'll be quite an open game. Um, so really liking him. And obviously, there's a lot of talk about Tony from Brentford. You know, after this game, if you get Brentford in now against Leicester, you're going to get the fixtures with the likes of Norwich, Newcastle and Burnley and the preceding three fixtures. So Tony's not a bad shout. And I think Jimenez is a really good shout at the moment as well. So there you go. We're ready for game week nine. And that was my Guru Scout 11. So if you love fancy football content, don't forget to hit the like button, subscribe down below and turn the notification bell on while you're there so you never miss an upload.
Fancy managers, welcome back to the FPL Addicts YouTube channel for yet another preview video for game week nine. Welcome back, of course, to all of you that may, be, may well be watching. I'm Ollie Walker-Peel, standing in for the English lad in Elliot Craig tonight. But one thing we do have that is a constant, of course, is the guru from FPL Addicts. It's Matty Day. Matty, how you doing, mate? Yeah, great. Thanks, Ollie. And it's great to have you on board for the, uh, the hot tips tonight. You know, big game week coming up. Can't wait for it. There's been a few spanners in the works this week with injuries, which we'll obviously get to tonight. So, yeah, can't wait for this one. Yeah, I've, I've made a few bad decisions already, though I'm pretty sure that this game week is going to be a, a shambles, even though it hasn't even started yet. But I'm sure we'll get to that, of course. But for those of you that are new to, um, to this sort of show, you may have seen the podcast before, but you might not have seen this one. So you've got the Gurus, three hot tips coming into tonight which might as well give you guidance heading into game week nine and the deadline, which is earlier on. Obviously, there's a game at 6 a.m. Melbourne time Saturday morning. So the deadline is at 4.30 Melbourne time on Saturday morning, which would, I believe, render it at 6.30 p.m. UK time, Matt? I believe so. Yeah, I think it's, uh, what's that now? Are we we 10 hours? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, it is 6.30. It will be 6.30 London time. So make sure that you're not burnt by that deadline. Make sure you get your transfers in. You know, they've got so, these big uh, games coming up. Leicester home this week, which is a tough one. Um, but then they've got Burnley away, who uh, we know Wally doesn't rate. And to be honest, I don't rate them either. They've got Norwich at home and Newcastle away. Three really good fixtures. Got the likes of Tony um, and Bamo. Raya, uh, Raya, who's obviously a Blackburn legend. Ollie knows him well. And Pinnock, who have all been brilliant so far this season. You know, some impressive performances. You know, so didn't, what do we do? Do we triple up? Do we double up? Or do we keep one asset? I think for me, triple up, no. Double up, possibly. Um, but you've got to have at least one of them. What do you think, Ollie? I tend to agree. I think one of Burmo or Tony is essential, to be honest. If you're not going, you know, if you're not going someone like David Raya, I think if you're going to go someone like David Raya or Pinnock, you can only have one attacker. So I sort of agree. I think the triple up is a bit too risky. There is a bit of that, you know, newly promoted bias, which is potentially slightly unfair, but, you know, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, I don't think. So I think Tony's probably the safest one, even though I think I'll be going in Burma myself. And then then David Raya, if you um, if you go with him, or you could go with um, Burma and Tony. So I, I think double up is the maximum, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, you know, triple up's a no, not with a newly promoted side. And then you can have the problem of, you know, if they don't do so well, you've then got to find a way of getting them out. They're, they're quite cheap assets, so you're not holding on to too much value. Like I said before, double up possibly. But I think the overall verdict on this one is you've got to have at least one Brentford asset over these next four games, um, you know, with these these relegation-threatened sides like Burnley and, and Norwich. And Guru, if you had to pick one out of the four that you've listed, so Tony and Bermo, Raya and Pinnacle, of course, in different positions, but if you had to pick one asset to have as an essential player, you've said you've got to have one. Who are you going with if you had to pick one? It's going to be the man who I believe's hit the woodwork six times this season. He hit it twice against Chelsea. He's a midfielder, 3.8% owned. It's uh, Mumbermo, of course, I think. I think he's a brilliant player. I think it's got to be him. He's the most lively for me. His ownership actually surprises me how low it is. I thought it'd be higher than 3.8% because he seems to be everywhere. He seems to be right on the radar, but it appears not to be on, on you know, obviously under 4% owned. So he could be a real differential guru. Differential. I agree. And he's all over Twitter as well. You know, you'd think he'd, he'd have much higher ownership, um, you know, and... And that type of thing. But I think, um, yeah, for me, he's the best one. Tony, probably a close second, but, you know, with him being on penalties, but he's only got three goals himself. One of them was a pen. I just think 
Mumbermo looks a lot more uh, more threatening for me. I will say he is one of the coldest penalty takers I've ever seen, Ivan Tony. He's absolutely brilliant. Just always sends the keeper the wrong way and has a celebration to go with it. So that might be something else added to him if you do decide to hop on the Tony train. But the second hot tip for the game week regards one of the best players the world's ever seen. Obviously pivotal in uh, Manchester United's fight back in midweek against Atalanta in the Champions League. It is the one man. It's the man himself, Cristiano Ronaldo, Guru. What's your advice surrounding him? You know what? He was coming out of my team this week at one stage. And then we got the, you know, the spanner in the works with the Lukaku injury. You know, he hurt his ankle. I think with that news, it's going to be worth just keeping him for one more week. You know, you mentioned he got the goal in the week in the Champions League. He's going to really want a goal in this game. But his goal record's not great against Liverpool. He's got three goals in 12 league games. So it's not great. But, you know, I think for the week, the verdict is you keep him for one more week. I know you mentioned that tough fixture against Liverpool. It will be a game that Manchester United are up for, particularly with the uh, the news surrounding Ole Gunnar Solskjaer or the speculation regarding Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Is it one that, despite the tough fixture, you're still backing Ronaldo in for? Or should people be worried? You know what? I'm going to back him. I think with Liverpool, obviously, they've been in great form this season. But you know, if we look at some of their recent games, Atletico Madrid, they let two goals in. Uh, Brentford, they let three goals in. The Man City game, they let two goals in. Um, so I do think there's, you know, it's going to be open. I do think there's goals to be had in this. So, you know, I do think, uh, I think Ronaldo, if you stick with him for this one week, I've got a feeling he will score. He'll step up. Brilliant. And how good was he midweek? It just gives you so much confidence as an FPL manager, even though I did transfer him out before that game. I went from Ronaldo to Lukaku, jumped the gun too early, but it does give you confidence if you have held on to him to, uh, to go with him and keep him. But uh, definitely a great player and one that many FPL assets will be hoping fire this week. Speaking of, strikers that are quite expensive and we've just mentioned him Romelu Lukaku absolutely unbelievable the fact he's got injured I, I was messaging I think it was Rory early on in the week he messaged me earlier that day and he just said have you seen what's happened to Lukaku and as soon as he messaged that my heart sank because I thought there would be an injury and it proved to be the case 23rd minute he won a penalty but you know has an ankle injury what do we do with him Guru? You know what, Ollie? I think everyone in our Discord community, everyone on our Instagram page, everyone on our Twitter page, as soon as they saw this news, they've thought of you. Obviously, they've watched the pod. They've seen he was your your transfer back in. So I think everyone thought of you when they saw the injury. You know, what do I think we're going to do? Can we replace him? Who do we replace him with? I think you've got the likes of Edward from Crystal Palace. You've got Tony uh, from Brentford. You've got Harry Kane. If you can afford him, you know, you might have the money in the bank or you might have to take a minus four. Then you've obviously got the uh, the on-form Jamie Vardy. So um, there's definitely replacements there. Um, but I would like to hear your your strategy, Ollie, because obviously you've bring him in this week. Um, and I, I, I've heard through the grapevine you've got a slightly different take on it, which I think our, our listeners and our viewers would uh, would appreciate. Well, the the only reason why I'm taking this strategy is because I'm not doing a Chris Reed. Obviously, Chris Reed had the news with Son last week, transferred him in, and then backflipped when he realised that he didn't think he was going to play. And I can't be that ruthless. So I'm going to hold. Um, I've had this strategy work for me with Trent Alexander-Arnold when so many of his owners jumped off. And then he came back against Watford and he contributed straight away. And so many people missed out on that for being, you know, ruthless with their team, transferring him out. And I'm not going to make the same mistake um, that they did that time. So I'm going to hold on to Lukaku. I don't know when he's going to come back, but I think I can hold him, especially with the transfers next week. I'm planning to take a hit. So inadvertently, I kind of planned for this to happen. 
Um, I think my squad depth will be strong enough to hold on to him. Even though he is an 11 million asset, it's never ideal to bench someone at that price. But I think I can hold him. Hopefully, he's only out for a couple of weeks. We do have an international break on the horizon too, which is weird to say, even though we've just got off the back of one. But that could work to my advantage because, you know, that could be a week where he comes back. He might come back straight after that international break. And, you know, if he's missing two or three games, albeit two or three very, very tasty ones on paper for Chelsea, I think I can do it. I think I can hold him. So I'm taking a different view to what many FPL uh, managers with Lukaku will do, but I'm pretty confident that it'll work out. It's an interesting take on it, Ollie. And obviously next week, it looks like he might miss the next two. So you're not concerned about having him on your bench next week as well? You reckon you can work around it with your transfers? I think I think I will. Um, obviously, I won't go into my transfers just yet this week, but I think my team's strong enough, you know, even in his absence. I mean, he, the team with him, I, I just, you know, I was really disappointed because the team with him in next week will look brilliant. But the fact is, he's not going to be playing probably. So I'm going to hold on to him. I'm going to be patient. Um, it was still early on in the season, still a long way to go. So I think I can be. And once he comes back in, the green arrows will appear, I'm hoping. I'm really hoping. Um, I'm going to get rid of some of the deadwood or some of the placeholders next week. So um, I've got the money to do that by going from Ronaldo to Lukaku, even though, you know, it's a shame that Ronaldo has been injured. That is the one million I've just saved, which will go back into my team next week and improve it in other areas. So it is a shame, don't get me wrong, but I think I can, you know, make it work to my advantage. I love that, Ollie. And do you think from, obviously, I've named some names. I've got Edward for Palace against Newcastle. Tony for Brentford, so he came for Spurs, Vardy for Leicester. Is there anyone I've missed? Do you think that could replace Lukaku or do you think uh, they're the key ones? Um, they're the main ones, I would think. You could go Mikel Antonio, who's been slightly out of form for West Ham, but you know what? You know, he's had a good start to the season. You know, if he gets a chance in front of goal, you know, there's a decent chance he's going to take it. You could look at Raul Jimenez and Huang Hee Chan. Uh, I know Huang Hee Chan is massively cheap compared to to um to Lukaku but that you know five or six million whatever it is could help you elsewhere so I think those Wolves assets are a couple of good options but um yeah I think the main ones you've, you've listed um but to summarize Lukaku what's the verdict I think replace him Ollie I think he's I think he's got to go um there's a lot of money in him especially you know if you don't have the uh, the options on the bench obviously you've you've got the options on your bench but I think if you don't have the options, I think you've got to get rid of him. There's a lot of money in him. There's a lot of good replacements this week with some good fixtures. I think it's a perfect time to get Harry Kane in your uh, in your lineups as well if you can afford it. So I would say replace him for this week. Uh, I mean, ideal world, you might well replace him, but I think I'm going to hold. So it's nice to have two different uh, opposing viewpoints. Let me know what you think down in the comments below. Whose strategy you prefer being mine or the gurus? But that is almost us done for the night guru it's been a very very quick show but a good one at that but before we wrap up is there a late change to your team or are you going to go as selected in your uh, team selection video the other day you know what there was at some point this afternoon there was a uh, a big change i was going to make I'd, I'd, I'd put something in the discord about a big reveal and harry kane was ready to come into my team you know he was there i was going to pull the trigger lukaku out harry kane in uh, a minus four and i was going to remove Samedo and bring in uh Henry from Brentford, but Harry Kane took a price rise. I wasn't able to to bring in Henry. Um, I would have had to bring in uh, Bednarak from Southampton at 4.4. Didn't want to double up on Saints, um, so I'm now not going to go with that strategy. So I think it's probably going to be Edward for uh, Big Rom, and then I'm potentially looking at Chilwell for Samedo. So I need to get rid of that, that Wolves double up once and for all. 
Just quickly before we go, is there not another defender that you could bring in rather than Bednarek that could help you facilitate to Harry Kane? Or are you sure that you know going without him one more week isn't going to hurt you? Yeah, it's a good question, Ollie. Obviously, there, there's likes of Mankio, um, there's Ben White. But I think for me, my defence is, uh, for those that have seen it, for those that have seen my team selection, it's, it's on its last legs. It's on its bare bones. And I really need to to capitalise on one of those premium defenders this week, I think. So, um, yeah, I, I was really keen on uh, on Henry from Brentford when it was 4.5, when, um, you know, before the, uh, the Kane price rise. I like those Brentford fixtures. But now... Not so keen on a, on a Saints double up. Not keen on an Arsenal defender, and certainly not keen on someone like Mankio from Newcastle. No, it's it's a tough one, especially when your defence is threadbare as it is. But I'm pretty sure there's a few managers um, or a few FPL addicts fans that share the same view as Chris Reed. Wait a minute, Guru. No, Harry Kane. Your man. You're going without him. We'll have to see if the strategy works this time next week. But thank you for watching to all those that have joined um, us this evening. Best of luck for game week nine. Remember the deadline is at 4.30am Australia or Melbourne time, 6.30pm in London before the game between Arsenal and Aston Villa at the Emirates. But until our next show, a previewing game week 10 it will be. Oh, I can't believe we're nearly at game week 10 already. Until then, this is us done. Hopefully all your FPL dreams come true. Stay safe. Bye for now.